distance Come on, let's start by talking tactics And have a boss and match us Here's how we practice The lost art of conversation David Jason Hey everybody, welcome to Pop Culture Continuum This is John Elliott And this is Patrick Riccardi And this week, Pat The second half of our best music of 2013 based on john's best of each month list yeah best songs of 2013 part two and uh we've once again got 20 songs 10 songs each which was uh which is just dumb like i it it's so random there's so many other songs i could have picked but well we we made this as as stupidly random as possible because you put disc out each or not disc but a list of music out each month of people to get to get the people so they can hear good good your best of the month basically so what we did was we picked of the six cds we have for the last half half of the year we picked one song from each cd for no reason at all because no one listening to this knows about these these cds i know yeah we just did it for us which yeah to impose some kind of order on it that it, it made it fun but yeah it was stupid was unnecessary yeah grossly and i don't want to do the show anymore well, what else is new? Uh, well, let's let's just uh, get into it. We can talk all our crap later, but uh, since we're already late with this episode, um, let's give the people what they want or what they don't know they want, uh, but they need. So uh, we're gonna start with your your first pick. Uh, so go go to it. It's a song called "Miasma Sky" by Baths, and. Uh... They, this song doesn't really have incredibly deep lyrics to plumb. They're just kind of the, a, a few words, and that's about it. But it's really beautiful. Um, and I read that the album was was done entirely in the guy's bedroom over two months. Yeah, it's it's a, another one-man band thing. And I guess he was, uh, I don't know, some kind of musical prodigy as a kid. Um, played a bunch of different instruments, you know, starting at age four or something. But this is kind of... Uh, I don't know. How would you describe like kind of dark electronic music? Yeah, yeah, very very electronic. I, yeah, yeah, just electronic with lots of raindrops and little sounds going all all over the place. Yeah, I really like it. Uh, really, a lot of depth to it. The the sound of the it. music. Yeah, the, I think uh, I think like a lot of our picks on this list. Uh, it's kind of it's not super retro, but it is. You know, there's a lot of kind of 80s synthy stuff yeah, going on yeah. uh, on our list, uh, and and this kind of fits into that. Um, but which is fine with me. I mean, I don't know. It's not like anybody's doing anything new. We've talked about it before, so why not just go back to the the stuff you liked? And that's fine since he's doing it so well. Yeah, if you can if you can do it well without being a poser about it or something. Um, and the fact that he could do this without leaving his bedroom is impressive. It is. Well, I mean, you know, I try to do everything without leaving my bedroom, but I don't hear anybody giving me props. Then again, Props to John for doing things without leaving his bedroom. Thank you. That's all I was ever asking for. And the name is, he chose the name because he likes taking baths, which I don't know. That's got to respect that. Yeah. Well, I agree with him on that. You can read in the bath. You can't in the shower. I remember a, f- a friend, a mutual friend of ours told me one time that she dumped dumped a guy shannon she dumped a guy because she, he liked bell and sebastian and taking bubble baths i was like oh 
So I, that's good reasons. But I didn't really think those were good reasons. Cause that's that's some homophobic shit right there, <laughs> Shannon. <laughs> Bubble baths are. He probably uh, baths probably likes bubble baths. Yeah, I'm, bubble baths. I don't do so much. Sorry. As just baths sitting in there. Well, it's, that's just because I can't afford a bubble bath solution. I have nothing against it, you know, ideologically. I have a lot of bubble bath problems. Such as. What. Well, I, you said solution. I was just. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Well, I only have. I I can't even get the solution. So, I, I guess we're both fucked. Anyway, uh, let here's here's Miasma Sky by Baths. Chance the Rapper, Coco Butter Kisses. So he's a dude out of Chicago, a uh, young guy, and uh, he's done basically just put together a bunch of mixtapes. Um, but it's what's cool about that is you can get this whole album for free from his website, um, which is nice. And it's really good, especially for something you can get for free. What were you going to say? I was going to say this song is really, really good. Yeah, it's it's you know kind of underground hip hop ish. Um, got some, he's got some weird like uh, vocal effects that he uses on a lot of the songs on it that he just kind of loops with the eh kind of stuff. But uh, and apparently at some point during the song he he shouts out the name of his next uh, mixtape. Oh no shit! I yeah. didn't read that. Um, but he, it's, it's three guys, right? I got that right. Rapping. Yeah, on this on this song, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but yeah, the back the backing music's really cool. It's uh, you know, it's not, it's not uh, top forty hip hop stuff. Uh, none of well, we've we've only got a couple of hip hop songs on here, I guess, on this list. But neither of them are. They're both kind of underground hip hop, which, which I like. Um, I can't really hang with Jay Z or the new Kanye West album or anything. But uh, but this is a really good song. Uh, catchy as hell. He's got. Good flow. I think that's what the kids say, and uh, I like his I like his style and his voice. So uh, here is Chance the Rapper, Cocoa Butter Kisses. Cigarettes on, cigarettes 
Inside a huggy, start skiing, hutch a duggy. I just opened up the pack and an hour, I'll ask my lucky. Tonight she just yelling, fuck me. Two weeks she'll be yelling, fuck me. Used to like orange cassette taste with Timmy, Tommy, and Chucky. And Chucky, Jesus, pieces, Jesus, pieces, sing Jesus, love me. Provising inside my eyes so my grandma would fucking hug me. Oh, generation above me, I know you still remember me. My afro look just like that is. Y'all taught me how to go hunting. Blam! Cigarettes on cigarettes, my mama think I stink I got burn holes in my hoodies, all my homies think it's dead I miss my cocoa butter kisses I miss my cocoa butter kisses And on to you Oh, I was going to talk a little bit more about this song I well, Do it, do it There's a lot of really funny, not just funny, but just awesome lines in this song Like, okie dokie, alky, keep it low-key like Thor, little, Thor's little bro I think that's just so stupid but funny. It is. No, I know. It's kind of it's kind of stoner hip hop. Yeah, yeah. The little the little word the wordplay with Loki is just neat. And then the, tonight she just yelling fuck me. Two weeks from now she'll be yelling fuck me. This is so, it's just really clever. Yeah, it's that's kind of Lou Reedish. Yeah. And then the whole uh, the, the you taught me how to go hunting. Blam. Yeah, yeah. The 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 effects and everything. Yeah. And then the Higgs Higgs boson. yeah he's he's really really talented and uh and hasn't put out like a real album or anything on a you know on a label but but cool man keep it keep doing it yourself and he can do whatever he wants well hopefully eventually he'll actually charge for it though yeah i know that it, it is a weird thing to to just put these out but um but i guess it gets his name out there yeah and i heard he Shit, I think this was him. He got on uh, Lollapalooza or something this year and stuff. So it's working for him, just putting it out there. That's cool. Yeah, I think he's making money, you know, doing live stuff and whatever. And I, I think some people just like to own it. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, not obviously you can get you own it when you download it for free from his website, but like to own an actual physical copy. Uh, of yes, people. Some people do. Uh, Luddites do, for sure. The uh, he's. Yeah, no, he's making a name for himself though. Like he was on the uh, Childish Gambino album. He's been on a couple. He's guested on a couple other people's things too, oh, that's which, cool. which I'm sure he's gotten paid for. So that, that's yeah. nice. Uh, he's, yeah, he's worth he's worth checking out for sure. But why not? The album's free. Just go download it. Shit. Uh, next up was your pick, Nico Case Man. Damn you! I all right. I'm all out of order from uh, what you got, but that's fine. I got the the list. Um, yeah, Nico Case. Everybody should know Nico Case. Uh, and this is a very good song by her. She, I don't think she's ever done a bad song. Maybe. Anyway, it's very good. Yeah, she's very Robin Hitchcock in that way. Um, just so, kind of solid all the way through. Uh, doesn't really do bad stuff. Um, just some, you know, some stuff's not as great as others. But but that's not really uh, that's not really a complaint. And speaking of Robin Hitchcock on the. Uh, on the bonus track, the bonus track version of her album, she does uh, Madonna of the Wasps. 
Oh, that's Ro- neat. Yeah, it covers a Robin Hitchcock song. So that's awesome. So what what else did you like about this song? I like. Uh, I often talk about how I like that when the when a singer emphasizes the words, like just kind of enunciates them out. In the middle of this song, when uh, it starts, when she's like, "I'm a man's man," that each word is emphasized, and it just sounds so wonderful. And she does it well. She's so. a great singer, I think. Yeah, um, and and the lyrics are really good too. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Um, you know, you raised me as a man. It, it, well, let's just have people listen to it. She's she's been around for a long time. Kind of started out being, I guess, alt country they called it. Um, and she's sang with uh, the new pornographers. I think that's where I first came upon her with with the new pornographers. So she didn't start with the new pornographers. No, she started she started on her own solo, and they uh, they hooked up with her. I think she went to she's from the U.S. Um, but she went to school, I think, in in Montreal or something, to college. Um, so I guess she, I, I guess that's how she met up with those people. But regardless, uh, this is a you should all check her out. Um, and you'll hear it here. Here is uh, Nico Case with Matt. Kieran J. Callanan, um, who is from Australia, one of three Australian artists I think we have on our list. And, uh, I mean, I don't really know what to say. I didn't know much about this guy. I guess he was in kind of a, an indie rock band before this, but this is not... Well, the album kind of goes all over the place, but it's this is more like, I don't know, early 80s, late 70s David Bowie and kind of kind of lush and uh and like i said uh, another one that that looks back to older music uh music from when we were kids and teenagers so it's going to appeal to me uh it's called victoria m by the way that's the name of the song uh, did you have any thoughts on this one pat no i was just looking around I'd, i hadn't heard of him so i was just looking around about him and i saw there's a video not for this song but another one of the songs where he does the entire video upside down oh yeah i saw that video it's pretty cool so but yeah, and that, that voice sounded. I mean, his voice sounded a lot different in the other song because his voice was more a part of the song. Like it was, it was more emphasized than in this song. The music takes takes more of a role. Yeah, it does. Uh, but, but still, uh, I don't know. This is, it's just pleasant, 
And yeah, yeah. I don't think there's much to say about this song. It's just kind of there. Yeah, in a good way. It's it's not bad, but it's it's not complicated. Yeah, no. So let's check it out. Uh, Kieran J. Callanan, Victoria M. What the fuck was that, Pat? Well, do do do. You working on? You playing Simon? <laughs> I have to do something to keep the energy levels up. Well, god damn it! Now now I'm all fucked up. Uh, here, let's let's go into it. Kieran J. Callanan, Victoria M for this take two and I'll still keep my secrets I'm in love with two but I could never tell you You're next, Pat. I guess we're going by your list because mine's a bit out of order for you. I, so I think I next? just got the, those two songs mixed up. Probably "Savages." She she will. All right, and uh, "Savages." Well, you talk about them for a second because I'm going to cough off mic. I really like this song. It's, I like the the whole "Savages" CD that was all on mic, and uh, they remind me a lot of early '80s U2. Even the the music is really similar, but I even think her voice is a little bit. A little bit of a uh, similar to Bono's, it, it's a, but it's it's a fun song. It's kind of harsh. You're gonna turn people off comparing her to Bono. Sorry. Well, early early '80s, everybody likes that, don't they? I I don't know. Some people just hate you too on principle. I think. Uh, I would say more uh, post punk stuff like uh, Public Image Limited or uh, Gang of Four or something is what I hear. But I know what you're talking about the guitar sound and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And this song, writing this song, they probably did a lot of cutting and pasting. Yeah, yeah. Um, I actually, I think my favorite song on the album is Husbands, but they released that as a single uh, in 2012, so I had that on my 2012 Best Of mix. Um, But this is another great one. Uh, They're out of London, of course. Uh, As soon as you hear it, you can kind of The lead singer's from France, though, which just surprised me because I don't really hear it. French dressing... French fries. Well, that should have given it away when she started singing that in the middle of the song. But well, I was just—I just thought it was a better off dead reference. Yeah, yeah. No, it was. She was referring to herself, as uh, these post punks will. But yeah, this is a this is a good. I'm actually a little surprised you like this one because it seems a little uh, discordant and stuff. Um, I don't know why I think you don't like that stuff. I do like discordant sometimes. I just don't like uh, screaming. Yeah, but I I was going to say that that the that, like in between the lyrics, the screaming and the and the guitar, that was pretty awesome. Yeah, I think so. And they're supposed to be awesome live. Um, oh, I bet I bet it takes a lot out of you. We've talked. Uh, we've actually talked about them, brought them up before because they're one of these bands with a policy of uh, no cell phones 
at their oh, concerts. they are okay yeah yeah it's like the yeah yeah yes yeah they've got like a whole little manifesto written out and That's but fun. so yeah this is kind of a return to uh late 70s early 80s uh post-punk uh here's savages she will Margo, and this is another one uh, on our our uh, best songs of 2013 part one. You picked, I think, X Cops, and uh, w- this is a band that one of the members of this band left Minx to join X Cops. Oh, that's interesting. So it left it down to basically one dude, but uh, but it's I still like it. Uh, they're kind of uh, I don't know the Cure, I guess, like the 80s Cure. They take... Oh yeah, this 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 song starts. It really sounds like an '80s song song at the start. Not just like it doesn't feel like it's referencing one. It actually sounds like it is one. Yeah, yeah, it it totally does. It's kind of a, got that chill wave feel, and it's it's you know it's pretty mellow, um, but catchy, and and uh, '80s. So I, I mean, once again, what else can I say? We're gonna. I'm going to be attracted to stuff that sounds like it's from the 80s well the good part of the 80s uh yeah it's and it's a simple it's a simple love song it has a really super pretty chorus yeah it's it's just simple and pretty and uh you know near the end of this song there there's this neat part where the music changes and and he he, i think it starts with like oh with you it was over before i saw you changing and it felt like the change in the music fit with the words really well and it sounded good yeah no it's i mean he's a good uh He's a good craftsman for sure, uh, and he he's obviously got a good record collection. Uh, so let's check it out, uh, Minx with Margot. Blue eyes, 
what's next on your list, Pat? The primitives lose the reason. All right. Is my, is my list starting to match up your list? Uh, it is, except there were there were two after uh, baths that uh, I had. Uh, oh, just going by our email that that you haven't said yet, but it's fine. Um, yeah, uh-huh. the primitives. Uh, go for it. So most of the time, when a band is famous for something a long time ago, I never remember the long time ago song, so I wasn't expecting to know "Crash," the primitives song from I don't I don't even know when when I put it when I played it. But Idiot. yeah, I've heard that a million times, like in I don't know more than a dozen movies or movie trailers or TV shows, and I'm not going to sing it. But if you hear it. Anyone listening to this, you'll know the song. Well, if you know the name, the primitives at all, that's why you know them. You'll, I mean, if you recognize the name, you'll know Crash. Yeah, but even if you don't recognize the name, once you hear the song, it's, everybody's heard that song. Crash. Yeah, yeah. And it's it's not nearly as good as this song, which is funny. As good as it's not nearly as good as this song. Is that what you said? Right. Crash is not as good as Lose the Reason. It's kind of kind of just there, but Lose the Reason is a really good song. I prefer Crash. Uh, really? Yeah, I think it's a little punkier i guess maybe that's what i liked about it plus you know i thought the opposite i thought it sounded a lot lot more like mainstream and poppy yeah i mean it's all poppy um i don't know i i guess just because you know uh crash came out when i was 18 so i've got much longer associations with it. yeah yeah um but yeah the print i mean the primitives started out in the 80s and and they had a bunch of indie singles before they they hit with crash and and the album lovely and then they kind of petered out and and now they came back um but yeah it, this is a good see that's weird that you say that i feel like this is uh less aggressive than crash well it's, it opens really strongly and it keeps that pressure on all the way through and they have that call and response stuff going on which is a lot of fun so like that doesn't affect what we're talking about but that's one of the reasons i really like it that she that uh she'll say something he and he responds to it that's really neat yeah that's uh that's a trick they did back in the day too when he wouldn't always sing, uh, but but occasionally he would. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, it's it's good. I mean, it's another one. It could be straight out of the '80s too. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, it makes sense for a band that is straight that out of from the '80s. from them. Yeah. Uh, well, and I love that keyboard or whatever that's going on all the way through. It's neat. Let's give people a listen. Uh, this is the primitives with "Lose the Reason." White Lies, There Goes Our Love Again. And uh, they're from London. You can kind of tell 
they it's kind of another one that's kind of like dark pop uh could be out of the 80s too kind of joy division ish echo and the bunny men ish but I, uh, I, I saw an interview with the lead singer where they asked him about that they asked him like do you do you consider them influences like well we weren't alive when they were around I don't know how that answers the question, but that was his answer. It doesn't. It's a cop-out answer because um, they obviously were influenced by them. I wasn't alive when the Beatles was were around either, but I'm sure if I made music, I would owe some debt to them. Um, yeah, that's that's kind of bullshit. Come on, dude. It's not like... I mean, the reason people are asking is because you do sound like them. It's not like you invented a new sound with yeah, what you're yeah. doing. Um, not, I don't, I and there's really nothing under- wrong with that, but own it at least i th- i guess he was saying he his influences were influenced by them so it was like a second generation influence yeah maybe maybe so i don't know maybe. which is not doesn't make it any different i mean who cared you had to have listened to them at some point whether you were alive when they were big or not yeah yeah and he obviously did uh but that doesn't take away from uh oh, he's my really enjoyment good. of the song yeah it's it's just another cool uh, 80s-ish song. Uh, so, by the way, uh, you probably figured out at this point, if you don't like uh, 80s music, you might as well tune out right now. Because that's what a lot of this basically is. Um, but, here, we'll give you a taste anyway. White Lies, There Goes Our Love Again. There goes our love again Forgive my heart, forgive my heart Deltron 3030, The Agony. Yeah. I had picked this one, and uh, you told me you picked it, so I picked a different one. Uh, but, yeah, we both would have picked this one. And I don't know if it sounds especially 80s, but it does sound especially awesome, as does the whole album. I love high concept. I don't always do, but I do love this high concept sci-fi stuff. And I think Dan the Automator and Del the Funky Homo Sapien. Yep. Is that what? And Kid Koala. And... I think... Go ahead. I think they knew how to do this stuff better than most people. Oh, yeah. I'll, I'll basically listen to anything Dan the Automator is involved in. Uh, and it's always some concept. Yeah, that's what's... Handsome Boy Modeling School to Lovage. Uh, yeah. And uh, wasn't... was was No, Dell was the one that was in Gorillaz, right? Oh, shit. Gorillaz, yeah, with uh, the dude from Blur and stuff. Yeah, I think that... Right. No, I think it was Dan. No, I think it was. I think it was. I think it was Dell. He played. He was uh, in in that uh, Clint Eastwood song. I think he did the. the... Well, I think that... they, they might both be involved. I don't yeah, know. that's I what I'm thinking. Um, sorry, I'm 
Damon Aller and Graham Coxon. I'm like looking them up right now. Um, ah, motherfucker. I don't know. I'm not going to read through all this crap. But uh, and it's an odd thing to say, but I really like how he says probably. <laughs> it just yep. gives me just joy the way he says that, and he says it in a lot of different songs. These things, so. <laughs> Anyway, the the uh, researching the song, I came across a site called Rap Genius, which is a lyric site, but it lets you click on bits of lyrics and people give you their imp- interpretations, and it's kind of funny. So somebody, there's a part part of the song where it's on our personal starship with entertainment modules, emerges you inside a world that's all gold, and someone responded by saying Deltron is talking about the vehicles in 3040. They have entertainment modules, which is probably similar to a TV in the seats and dash. What the hell? Well, we should mention the concept, I guess, to people. They had an album, uh, what, in like 2000 or something. It was the first one. Uh, and they're supposedly in the year 3030, and uh, they're the only ones left alive, and they're like roaming around the galaxy, I guess. Uh, but, yeah, I, I mean, another one, underground hip-hop that... Uh, it's awesome. That Yeah, I love. The other other lyric that got referenced was, our ship is hard to hit, too. And the interpretation is, everyone knows that while offense might be flashier, defense wins championships. <laughs> I love that site. I'm going to go to that site every every time I want to get interpretations of a song. I'm going to start making up interpretations of songs on that site. That sounds like fun. You're going to ruin it for everyone. Oh, like they're not talking total nonsense anyway. Um, well, let's listen to a bit of Delta. It's nice to hear... Uh, I'm glad that Dell, the funky Homo sapien, uh, fellow Oaklander, is uh, is still out there doing it. Uh, let's listen to the agony from Deltron Thirty Thirty. My planet, my home world, Deltron Zero, plunder any and all your first time has come to simply start living again. We have come too damn far, existing only for benefits of others like worker bees until our birth is seized. Like Hercules, our burst and squeeze laser cannons with a team of freelance mercenaries. We standing on our personal starship with entertainment modules immersing you inside a world that's all gold. Artificial. Our ship is hard to hit too. Transport vessels we strip down to the nickel. Undercover agents with valuable information about our winning aces against embassies and enemies. Shards of flying shrapnel destroys any objects close to the detonation, leaving vegetation. And my next one is uh, Blouse in a feeling like this, uh, which I also don't really know. There's not really a lot to say about it. It's a it's a pleasant song. They're from uh, Portland. Um, kind of reminds me a little bit of uh, the band Lush from the late '80s, early '90s. Um, kind of mellow and kind of minimalist, but. Uh, I like it. It is minimalist. It starts it starts off real sparse, but things are added as they go until it builds up to a lot. Yeah. And then it pairs down again, only to build up again, and then it pairs down again. It's really cool. Yeah, they layer it on. I yeah, I really I really like this band. Um, and and I don't know who to compare. It's another one. I mean, it's another one that's kind of like dream pop or shoegazy kind of. So it it is. They look to the past as well, but uh, 
but it's still really cool. Here's Blouse in a feeling like this. Courtney Barnett, Barnett, Avant Gardner. Really fun song and a, kind of a fun video too. It's slow, lazy music about a slow, boring day, but something anaphylactic shock's going on. I, I don't really know, but it's really good. She has like this rambling uh, thing going on uh, and her voice is really matter of fact and perfect for the story the song is telling. It's fun to listen to. I like her voice and the lyrics are full of awesome imagery and, and good jokes like there's uh i'm breathing but i'm wheezing feel like i'm emphysema yeah it's so, very right. it's very literary yeah the, uh, the yeah. lyrics for sure and it's just i mean yeah it's just basically her singing this sing talking this like litany of uh craziness yeah but it's really cool um and you know the music just kind of uh lopes along underneath and and uh, it's it's kind of rambling. Yeah, I I really like this one too. Another uh, good a good line from the song is the yard is the yard is full of hard rubbish. It's a mess, and I guess the neighbors must think we run a meth lab. We should amend that. Just stupid funny stuff. Yeah, uh, another our second Australian artist I should mention if I didn't already. Oh, I didn't realize that. Yeah, pick up on that. Yeah, she's Australian. Um, but but yeah, I think uh. <clears throat> I'm not really a Bob Dylan fan, but you know, I think it's it's got similar kind of wordplay that that his fans like, huh? Um, or maybe even Elvis Costello, um, although neither was ever as kind of conversational as this. And I mean, it, I guess it, it kind of owes a lot to hip hop too. The you know the lyrics, the way it yeah. just keeps going and and yeah, um, yeah, it's very clever. So here's Courtney Barnett, Avant Gardner. Must think. 
my next pick is the one most people probably know, and it is uh, Janelle Monet Dance Apocalyptic, which was, I'm sure, some kind of a hit. Uh, I didn't really look it up, to be honest. I didn't know. I didn't even know it was a hit. I hadn't heard it before, but I really like it. You can't listen to it without moving around. It's electric. Yeah, it's uh, I fun mean, lyrics too. It is, and and it's uh, I guess you would call it R and B, um, but it's it's like I I don't know. I was I was talking to Viv about it the other day. I really uh, I really like the uh old soul, like from you know the '60s and stuff, and uh, because it's got actual soul you know and there's like a grittiness to it and stuff which is completely gone now like what they call r&b now is just really slick and it's uh you know show offy singing and whatever and i don't feel there's any real soul to most of it uh, at least what i consider soul um but but this is I, this is closer to it than like beyonce like somebody like beyonce who i enjoy um I still consider pop, not really mm-hmm. R&B. Whereas this, even though it's got, it's almost like a mashup because it's got elements of like 40s singing, like the Andrews Sisters kind of stuff, um, as well as like kind of current R&B and then even some like 50s stuff with the shalangalangalang. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, don't don't forget the Android voice. And the, and the yep, which is from the 80s, uh, again. But uh, kind of... Uh, Kind of something you could almost see Prince doing. You know what I mean? Yeah. With the yeah. with the stylistic uh, n- mashup, but uh, it's yeah, it's just catchy as hell. I mean, it it actually wasn't a hit. I was just I just looked up the uh, single. It didn't really chart, um, but it should have been. And uh, she was on Saturday Night Live. That's why I figured you know she was a musical guest. I figured it was a hit song, but I guess it wasn't. Oh, but, so. Maybe some of other her other stuff was hits, just not this one. Yeah, yeah, uh, but it's it's really cool, and I'm glad to see some uh, creativity going on. And yeah, she had like one real hit, uh, "We Are Young," which was uh, fun featuring Janelle Monae, so it wasn't even really her. Uh, she had a couple top forty things, but it's just fun and feel good, and it could. Uh, theoretically get on the side of catchy, annoying, but uh, it didn't for me. Uh, I just enjoyed it. So here is, if you haven't heard it, Janelle Monet Dance Apocalyptic. I like on Wikipedia they have an interview or they mention an interview with Janelle Monae where they ask her what her 
sexual identity is and she's, she's her answer is something about androids and then and then they and she said and then she she went on about other stuff and how why she was why she answered that question she had reasonable an- answers and then and then she's like i'll tell my real answer in due time <laughs> that's awesome well she she has a uh a musical theater background which makes sense when you listen to the song mm-hmm. and uh she was discovered basically by big boy of uh outcast so he saw something in her, and so do I. Yeah, that was a good song. Um, what's next for you? Camera Obscura, do it again. Uh, I I think Camera Obscura is always pretty uh, simple and poppy and fun. It's like kind of like a spring day when you listen to their music. You just it's just pleasant and uh, happy song. Daisies and sunshine and smiling people. I think of when I hear the, her her stuff. Yeah, Scottish band like Bell and Sebastian. Uh, yeah, the Bell and Se- uh, Stuart Murdoch, I think, produced their first album. Yeah, that's, that's he, how I heard of them originally. I think he, no, yeah, never mind. Yeah, I don't know if he did. He produce the album or a single or something. He was in, he was involved. I think he anyway. produced the album, maybe just a single. But I thought it was the whole the whole first album. Yeah, it probably was. Which uh, we heard on our last bonus episode at the end. I put uh, "Happy New Year" by them on there. Yeah, they're uh, they're good. They're it's just fun, very nice, uh, sometimes melancholy. Um, mm-hmm. But this, this one was more fun. It was an actual hookup song from from those those tweet people who don't usually talk about stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. No, it's it's. I always uh, I have I own all their stuff. I'll always I'll always be into them. I always enjoy their stuff. So uh, hopefully you guys do too. Um, here you go. This is Camera Obscura. Do it again. I'm looking through the list, trying to. Uh, I'm, I'm going back and forth between our list, trying to figure out what's next. Uh, so my next one is King Khan and the Shrines, Luckiest Man, and uh, he is an Indian dude from Montreal, which I found surprising. I don't really know why. I just assumed he was American because his uh, his music is very American. It's it's kind of garage rock with mixed with old time R and B. Yeah, I was gonna say I had read that he was Garage Band, but this sound this sounds like something right out of the Blues Brothers movie. Very, very R and B. Yeah, yeah, no, it, he's got. I mean, he's got good taste. This is definitely not '80s. This is more '60s. Um, 
even late fifties maybe, but, uh, but it's just, it's just feel good. Like I said, I like that old soul stuff and this is really cool. Uh, R and B. I think he does do, um, he does do also garage rocky stuff and his voice is definitely kind of, uh, gr- fits garage rock or old R and B cause he's kind of a shouter. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it fit well with this song and it really fast paced and soulful. I thought, yeah, and I like the fact that I don't know. It seems like he has about 17 different bands that he works under always King Con and whoever. Yeah, he but does. He, he often wears that mask. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I saw one interview with him where they asked him why he's not as wild on stage as he used to be. He's like, well, I'm in my thirties now. It's, it's not really appropriate for me to be peeing on stage. I leave it to the crowd. Exactly. What, once you hit your thirties, um, I, I mean, you're basically Maggie Smith's character from uh, Downton Abbey. Oh, you haven't seen Downton Abbey, but you know who Maggie Smith is. Yes, yeah, he used to be married to uh, was it Rob Lowe? Yeah, exactly. They had the sex tape together. Um, yeah, no, this is just good time music and uh, and retro. We don't really. I mean, aside from the hip hop, we don't have a lot of stuff that sounds modern necessarily i guess um but well fuck it if if modern people made better music we would have it it's not because we're old i I don't think i mean it's just what we like i mean i I can't imagine most people putting like grime or dubstep or glitch stuff on as their their favorite music but you know i think two of those three things you made up i did uh what i meant to say was uh Grime, flippity flab, and hari. Now those are all real. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, have we gone to the song yet? I don't think we have. No, we- it's time to go. Here's King Khan and the Shrine's Luckiest Man. pick is it's been so long by toy this song is i i'm surprised it's the first time we've said it but this song is driving and uh you have that bass underneath everything to start and it's there the entire song just pushing it pushing its way through and, and then the vocal start the vocal start and they're light and ghost-like and they mix well with that with the with the bass and it, it fills fills up fills up your ears and uh during the course it seems like there's a different quality of the voice that makes it a bit more solid yeah, they're, they're uh, another one of my new favorite bands. Uh, they were on my best of uh, for 2011, and then again this year. Um, they've got two albums out, and uh, they're, they're I, I don't know, I, I mean, again, kind of 80s. They're from London, um, but then also, you know, they've got like, they've also got a shoegaze thing, and then like the the bass and stuff you're talking about is kind of from Krautrock, um, which they have a lot of, influence on this album i don't know if you're familiar with like can or noi or any of those groups sprockets 
Yeah, Sprockets, Dieter. Yeah, you got it. You got it. Krautrock. Um, yeah, a lot of that influence and um, and mixed in with the new wave and and stuff. Uh, a really good album. Both both their albums are really good, and uh, I'm hoping to see them this month live in San Francisco. That's uh, exciting. Yeah. Where but, are they playing? Um, some I don't know. Some place I've never been to. I can't. I can't even remember what it's called. Jeez, I didn't. It must be new. I didn't think there would be a place in San Francisco you've never been to. I don't go out much anymore, man. I mean, I know, but you at one point you went to everything. I did, but it's it's you know since I've been since I was doing that, you know, once once I'm in my thirties, Pat, I can't be going out and peeing on the stage anymore. I leave that to the bands. The uh, yeah, no, I I haven't been there, um, but a lot of my friends who still go to shows have been there and they say it's a cool place. I uh, can't remember the name of it right now, but who cares really? Um, let's listen to you some, do. some toy. It's been so long. on your list that you skipped pat i, I think well, uh, let me see one two three the pastels i don't remember talking about the pastels they're next oh they are okay well it, oh i'm sorry that was from disc seven <laughs> yeah that's why I, that's why i thought it, it doesn't matter as long as you still got them on there um my next pick is blood orange you're not good enough and uh I don't really know much about Blood Orange. It's it's this dude, and he does kind. Of, I guess he's done um, a bunch of different projects, and he's like produced a bunch of stuff and and guested. And I think he's I don't know. He has some ties to fashion or something. I don't know. I cu- I couldn't really find out. I couldn't get a straight story on him. But uh, I like this. It's like electro R and B kind of kind of updated. You know. It's although still again kind of 80s um kind of the 80s r&b but uh i still found it uh pretty soulful and uh despite all the electronics going on in it yeah and uh and danceable and just fun and, i agree with that yeah i there, mean the, oh go ahead sorry it's nothing particularly deep about it or anything just uh just good it, it's well done well done electro soul yeah, I don't really know what to say. What were you going to say? Uh, that Rap Genius site 
or what did I call it? Whatever that site is that said that the the one lyric in the song where he says it's been it's been forty forty nine days, it doesn't feel like it is actually his sobriety and not a breakup. Ah, which is from his Twitter. So that was it was pretty neat for an artist to actually quote something from their song and explain exactly what it was about. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, rather than being all vague like uh, yeah, like Madonna always is with her labyrinthine lyrics. Um, but yeah, no, it's good. Let's let's take a listen to Blood Orange. Blood Orange, you're not good enough. And uh, so next, Pat, uh, out of order, your your final pick. Check my no. Yeah, I have two more. What? I have two more left. Are you high, dude? Wait. I I have two more. I have the the, the pastels. Check my heart. But there's one song after that. All right, tell me the song after that. Reflector, Arcade Fire. God damn it! Yes, you do. Man, you went all out of order, dude. All right. Oh, that was ten, wasn't it? <laughs> Sorry. You see, you sent me your list, and you had them in order in the email. That's what I was going by. I did. Yeah. Oh man, you know, I had the I, when I listened to them in the in the music program, the Foo Bar. I thought I had them in order. I thought I had them in the order. I emailed them to you, so when I wrote it down, I was following that order, and that's what happened. Well, oh, that's right. When I when I edited the email, I put them in order. Anyway, pastels. Check my heart. That was the my the, this time's choice. Uh, one of the things I like about this song, and one of the things that's fun about this song, is after the drums and before the singing starts, the the the, the way that the play the guitars or whatever the instrument is, it kind of sounds like a melodic stereo lab song. Yeah, I hear that. I can hear that. And it's 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 not that wall noise they have. It's more like the Emperor Tomato Ketchup stuff. Sound. Yeah, no, totally. So that that made it. It's a great. It's a good song on its own. But that also hearing that I was like, oh, this is what. A stereo would sound like if they're, you know, trying to be more smooth sounding. And they're another another Scottish band who uh, have been around forever since the '80s, mid '80s uh, at least. And uh, the dude started a uh, an independent label back then and and put out some some seminal, I guess, indie bands of the time. Uh, released some Jesus and Mary Chain stuff and things like that. Um, yeah, been around forever. And always, never, never a big hit. Even in, uh, even in Scotland, I don't think they were they were a hit. Uh, they were very kind of lo-fi and stuff. So his label put out things that became bigger than him. Yes, that's neat. Yeah, no, that's always cool. I mean, it's a nice way to make money when you're not doing it through your own music. And you can order them around. 
Yeah, well, exactly. Get out the whips. Uh, uh, wait, then... Oh, never mind. I skipped one, too. So, I that's why I was, I was all uh, fucked up, because I was like, oh, that was my last one, but it wasn't. Um, so we both went out of order. What one did you skip? Upset. Oh, yeah. So, doesn't matter. Um, anyway, let's let's listen to the pastels. It's good uh, indie pop, I think. And, uh, again, going back to the 80s. So here you go. The pastels. next one that I skipped was uh, Upset, Let It Go. And uh, I guess that Upset uh, was started by a drummer from um, a couple indie bands. Uh, she worked with the Vivian Girls and Best Coast, but uh, she's uh, on guitar and vocals in this. And another thing I didn't know was that she got the drummer from Hole in this band. If anybody remembers Hole, uh, what's her dumbass name? Courtney Love's band from the 90s, who I never cared for. Um, but there's there's not a lot to say about this one. It's just straight ahead uh, poppy punk, which I always have a soft spot for. There's nothing, definitely nothing deep or life changing about this one. It's just uh, it's just a good radio song. Yeah, and the the rough music combined with her her nice voice is, makes me really like the song. I always like that. That's always a good combination to me. Um, so you didn't like the People versus Larry Flint? The oh with uh, Courtney Love no I I didn't actually care for that movie oh. did did you yeah I did like it I I only oh. vaguely recall it but Woody Harrelson's good um, Courtney Love I don't she just I don't know even then and I was I was in my twenties then and and still kind of you know indie kid fucked up and stuff but she just seemed like a fucking mess to me well she was kind of playing herself in that movie because the the, the characters pretty much a mess yeah it, it was just a turnoff she's always been a turnoff to me and i didn't like her music either so that didn't help um but but yeah uh it's a good it's a fun song we didn't listen to it yet did we no let me ask you something a piece of trivia i wasn't sure about maybe you can ease my mind is courtney love the mother of orson bean 
Yes, yes, Orson Bean. That was her and uh, Kid Co- Kid Cobain. Oh, it's, he's Kid Cobain. That was his uh, that was his DJ name. But her and Kurt Cobain's uh, kid. Yeah, Orson Bean. Okay. I thought that I thought everybody knew that. I'm sorry to d- display my ignorance on this podcast for 50 people to hear. Well, also, the uh, Courtney Love was the mother of Orson Scott Card. Oh wow! No, I don't like her. Yeah, no. She obviously taught some uh, homophobia in that household. So, uh, and, and a it, fondness and, for the name Orson for some reason. And he really, she really taught someone who liked to really ring out an idea. He he must have written Ender's Game from a different perspective 150 times. Never read any of those books. Ender's uh, Game is good. Ender's Game is a very fun sci-fi book. But after that, it just kind of goes crazy. He wrote the same book from the perspective of a different character. I think twice. Well, I mean, I guess that fits since, you know, she wrote the same song over and over, as did uh, Kurt Cobain, in in a way. That's true. I guess so, like mother, like father, like son. Yeah, and like other son. <laughs> and we shouldn't drag Orson Bean into this. He's done. No, he didn't wrong. do anything wrong to anybody. No, ever. Well, so here is uh, Upset with Let It Go. Pat's final out-of-order song. Reflector by Arcade Fire. Yeah. Uh, before listening to Reflector, uh, Reflector's the name of the CD, right? Yep. Yeah, before listening to the entire CD, I didn't know Arcade Fire. I just knew them by name and I think snippets of music and movie trailers. And I, I thought they were more of a typical indie band with three-minute songs and nothing that interesting. But they, they're more. They're, they're really awesome. So... Uh, this is a good song, and the whole CD is very good, so everyone should listen to it. It's complicated, it's long, it's lo- lots of different wonderful sounds and great vocals and great lyrics. It's it's good. No, I liked it too. I mean, I think there's a lot of hipster hate for this one, but that only makes me like it more. Yeah. Um, but I yeah, I've been listening to them from the beginning, and uh, I always sorry hipster. I always <laughs> enjoyed them. I uh, I got to see them for free because uh, my company had free tickets to a concert. Um, by them and uh, I went and it was them and LCD sound system but uh, it was terrible because it was at like a big outdoor venue you know oh, yeah um, and the sound was horrible but I got yeah, to see them I, for free so some bands you, they can survive that kind of thing it just seems like their kind of music wouldn't work well in an outdoor big venue like that yeah it didn't I mean they're anthemic and stuff but yeah it, it, it didn't work um, but no I liked I liked the album too another one that uh that could be late seventies, early eighties, or up up through mid to late eighties, I guess. Um, a lot of the music on it. There's some, again, David Bowie influences and uh, electronic stuff. Uh, I thought I thought it was really good. Uh, some of the songs kind of meandered on the second half. I th- I thought uh, the first half was much stronger, but but still, it's a it's worth listening to. I think. Um, so let's check it out. Uh, Reflector, the arcade fire. 
All right, and I think uh, I think I'll just throw my my final pick at at the end, so I don't have to think of a another song to put on the end. Um, but it is uh, Cut Copy, Free Your Mind, and Cut Copy, another one I've. I was listening to at the beginning. They started out sounding kind of another Australian band, the, la, the third Australian band. Um, they started out sounding very much like New Order, which uh, I approved of, and and uh, did dance music, very 80s kind of kind of pop dance stuff. And uh, but this album, they kind of were more late 80s, early 90s, like Madchester stuff, um, like the Happy Mondays ish kind of feel, and maybe a little twinge of uh, psychedelia to it uh and and it's another one it's not gonna it's not gonna change your life but it's uh it's good electronic music and uh and i always appreciate psychedelic touches in my stuff so uh i'm down with this and free your mind you know it's a good message yeah very good and if ami has seen the video she'll, she'll love it because it has it features alexander skarsgård Walking around shirtless for most of it, and running around in his underwear. Oh God! All right, I need to pick a different song then. Wait, who's Alexander Sarsgaard? Gar, 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 gar. Is he the dude from uh, True Blood? Yes. That, that's such a terrible show. I, I don't know how she can watch that. It's fun. It's stupid. I know it is stupid. Well, that, exactly my point. I'll say no more. Here's here's something that would really interest you. I I think the show is fun. It has some good, like good people, and it's kind of just you know dumb stories and stuff. But <clears throat> I've watched the show and I've read the book, one of the books. The show is a lot more coherent. It makes a lot more sense in the book. That's astonishing. And it's true. Wow, I know another book I won't be adding to my Kindle list. So thanks for the heads up. What we'll uh, book? Yeah, so cut copy for your mind. That'll be on at the end. Uh, and that is all of our picks for the second half of the year. And uh, pretty good year. Yeah, I think so. A lot of good stuff yeah. all the way through. There were there were at least another 10 songs I could have done just for this episode from the second half of the year again. But uh, Yeah, and yeah, there's 10 songs from the first half that we could have. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a lot of fun stuff. When you when you look around, you you can find great music everywhere. I mean, it's not you know old people always complain about how it's not as good as it used to be, but it is. There's there's always great stuff. Um, I don't know, you know, like the the early to mid '70s hit kind of a bum patch, but but overall, there's still. I think now the there's the great stuff's easier to find than it would be in the '80s or. Yeah, no, yeah. for sure. You don't have to, you don't have to drive to the independent record store and try to figure out what uh, what something sounds like by its cover and shit. Yeah, and get lucky with a college radio station that played good stuff. And yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, so no, it's and I look forward to 2014. I'm sure there'll be many more great things coming. And uh, I don't know, man. I don't have a lot going on. I, I hurt my back. So I've been uh, off work, which is sounds like you think, oh, I'll just uh, sit around and watch movies and shit. But it's actually, it gets really depressing, like when you actually have to lie down all the time. Yeah. yeah. That's not fun. No, it's a bummer. Uh, so that's all that's been going on with me. What about you? Oh, I was, I've been sick the whole week, too. 
Oh, awesome. Anything uh, life-threatening or anything? No, and nothing that's transferable over the Skype lines either, so don't worry, hussy. Oh, it's not like the uh, not like that time you gave me gonorrhea in episode. I didn't give it to you. Thirty-six. You, you took it foully. True, I I have no excuse for that. I was trying to put the blame on you when it was really my fault, uh, as it usually is for uh, people who get gonorrhea. The uh, you got any recommendations, Pat? Uh, I was thinking the, our our rec, our songs would be our recommendations. Let me, if if you have one, let me try to think of one. Yeah, I, you know, I will do uh, Bicycle Thieves, also known as The Bicycle Thief. Uh, Italian neorealist movie from the 50s. Uh, I don't know the exact year, unfortunately. Um, but got to be one of my top ten movies ever. Uh, it's on available on Criterion, though not on Blu-ray yet. Just, they just have the DVD out, but... Uh, but definitely, you should check it out if you're not turned off by foreign black and white movies. Uh, if you are, movies. while you're listening to us, uh, yeah, exactly. Bad taste. I I uh, I was looking around at all the Criterion movies, and I was surprised to see that they don't really have a presence on Amazon. It's somebody else selling all their stuff. It's not Amazon selling it. What which is, really? Yeah, which is kind of weird. Um, and I saw that there's not controversy, but people are talking about the fact that next year Criterion's putting out, uh, uh, well, this year now, um, Fantastic Mr. Fox. And it was on a cartoon cartoon animation forum, and people were not complaining, but saying, well, finally, they're going to start doing cartoons. And somebody's like, well, no, they're just obsessed with Wes Anderson. So yeah, don't for- look forward to them doing any other animation, which is too bad because there's a lot of animation that would really be well served by getting the Criterion uh treatment oh i wholeheartedly agree yeah it is kind of that is a weird form of snobbishness not to uh not to consider animation more um yeah as far as recommendation we'll stick with this animation theme and i will recommend even though we've had a show about it bob's burgers because i watched a lot of it over the past week and it's really really funny it is as i said when we did the show uh the the willingness to go to the cheap uh bathroom humor sometimes annoys me but overall the show is a lot smarter than that yeah so, so i give it a break and yeah i it's the only show i watch on sunday nights on fox so and the fact that they um the bathroom humor is usually left with gene makes it not as bad when yeah, they, when it leaves him it's worse but yeah yeah i don't and like then, you know, when linda starts in with it or something yeah yeah but uh, speaking of Sunday nights, I've started to watch more Simpsons, and it really is is it's not as good as it was in its prime, but it's not as bad as it was when it was really bad. I think they've brought they've gotten things back back up, and I like the fact that they've started to if they don't have a full episode written, they don't pat it out. They just they at the end of the episode they put a little short on. Oh, that's kind cool. Of, kind of fun, yeah. And they're doing lots of fun stuffs with the couch gag, fun stuffs. So that's neat. Um, that's that's about it. That's uh. That sounds like a good... That should be our, our video podcast website, Fun Stuffs. We're launching it. Funstuffs.gov. Don't steal it. You know, let me tell you something. They, uh, God damn it. I can't remember the name of the store, but Viv told me she went and uh, they had a bag with some goats on it and it was called Totes My Goats. And I just want to say that I, I came up with that on this show. So once I find out the name of your store, I'm suing you to back to... <clears throat> the Middle Ages. I just want to know. Totes McGoats was my idea for a bag. Episode three.
I'll be checking Etsy too. I know somebody on there is doing that shit. Um, yeah, the uh, what was your what was your recommend? Oh, Bob's Burgers. Yeah, yeah, but that is weird about Criterion not doing uh, more animated stuff. I think there's a there's probably like a lot of you know Soviet block animation or something from back in the day that nobody ever got to saw. That's there that nobody ever got to see. What the hell is wrong with our speech today, dude? I don't uh, know, but they, uh, and just and justice to you, or <laughs> justice to you, nobody ever probably got to saw it either, because sawing animation reels is difficult to do and not worth it for the Soviets. They just used uh, the fire. Well, but they did have slave labor. Well, that's true. So yeah, slave I, labor is cheaper than burning things. It is <laughs> much much cheaper. Um, that's why they would just burn the slave labor after you know they were all used up. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No. But I, yeah, I think that's a good point. Well, get on it, Criterion. I know you're listening. And I don't really have much else to say, unfortunately. I think this is that's fine because this will be a long episode with all those little songs in there. That's true. So we should give people a break and uh, get the hell out of their ears. Happy uh, New Year, everyone. Yeah. Oh, Happy New Year. We said it on our uh, bonus episode, I think. But yeah, Happy New Year on the on the real episode. Uh, shit. See, I keep, I keep thinking of stuff and then it leaves my head, uh, by the time I'm about to say it. Um, the train's taking it away. I think so. God damn, man. Move out of this city. Oh, and I like to declare something. I'm no longer going to use uh, big bang theory as the, the, th- the sitcom to make fun of. Oh, okay. I, I mean, I might, far break... too many people are doing it. Oh, are they? Everybody, no, everybody wanna... it seems like it's so popular. There's been a backlash and I, I don't want to be a part of that. Yeah, we'll stick with dads now. Although everybody's yeah, probably that des- doing that too. Well, that deserves it. Yeah, it does. Um, well, oh, our next episode is we decided is going to be a uh, community versus. Well, actually, we're not sure. Maybe uh, SCTV. Oh right. We're thinking, yeah, SCTV versus community because Dan Harmon listed SCTV as uh, an inspiration. Dan Harmon, the creator of Community. So that'll be the next episode, and. Uh, uh, give them the usual stuff, Pat, you know. Like us on Facebook. Rate us very highly on iTunes. Write us at popculturecontinuum at gmail.com. Tell your friends about us. Tell your enemies. Tell your parents. Tell your frenemies if you're a, a 20-something uh, young woman and you've got frenemies. Do it. Or if you're a 90-year-old man and have frenemies. Oh, the best. The best. Like, like Walter Matthau and Jack Lemmon. Um... Or uh, Winston Churchill and uh, Adolf Hitler. Yeah, yeah. Oh, the the classic frenemy uh, plot there. All right, uh, I'm done. My brain's not working. Um, until next time. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye.
Yeah.